Hey, Harmonic family. Do you have a business looking for advertising or sponsorship opportunities? Why not advertise with Harmonics with Gregory Correa? Advertisements at competitive rates and sponsorships are available. Need help creating an ad? We can help with that too. Visit us on Facebook at Harmonics with Gregory Correa. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Harmonics. I'm Gregory Correa, and today I have a legendary coach who's coached so many years at Chabot Las Positas College District. He is a legend nationwide, California. He's iconic in both wrestling and in golf. I please, it is a pleasure and an honor to have the great Zach Papachristus. Greg, thank you very much for having me on your show. It's so amazing to see you, Zach. You look wonderful, man. Well, you look great. Um, we're going to talk about your life today. Certainly. Uh, go into other avenues, but um, my first question is you were born in Greece, right? I was born in Nafoktos, Greece. W and, and when you, you lived there in the 30s, right? Which, so when you, you lived there, how was your childhood uh, was like? Because you were there also during the Nazi occupation, am I correct? Yes. And how was that as a child when you were going through that uh, ordeal with your sister and your family? Well, it was, uh, at the beginning, it was really uh, an honor and a pleasure to be there, really, because mm -hmm. my, my father was, uh, he happened to be very wealthy. He made quite a bit of money in the United States, mm -hmm. and, he moved, and he moved back to Greece. Uh -huh. And uh, <clears throat> then when the war came in, of course, but before the war came in, he made a mistake. He mm -hmm. made a mistake in transferring all the money from the U.S. Bank to the Greek National Bank. Oh. And so he lost all his money during the war. But the war came in, in in the 40s when it came in. The Italians is the ones that uh, <coughs> they tried to conquer Greece and they were not able to. Then the Germans came in. The Germans came in, they had one lot, they said a few laws. You kill one of us, we kill 50 of you. Mm. That was that, just that simple. Mm -hmm. They took all the guns from all the residents, mm -hmm. they turn them in, they had a uh, martial law. We had to be in uh, out of daylight in at six o'clock at night. Wow, that's the kind of life it was. Mm -hmm. It got to the desperate. It got really bad to the point where we had to live. Money was no the money didn't have any value, so mm -hmm. we had to uh, exchange something. Loaf of bread for you. You give me some some beans, and this was an exchange of food which we had at that time. Mm. It was, uh, it, was, it was devastating, really. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, <clears throat> my father was very uh, protective of us, and what he did, he, um, he had another place up in a place called Klepa, and it was a hike, and so what he did when he saw the war coming on, he took my two sisters, my mother and my, my grandmother and myself, gave us uh, four pounds of uh, feta cheese and <laughs> loaves of bread, and he says, you guys are going up to the mountains. And we went up to the mountains, and we stayed up there. And about six months later is when he brought us back. Wow. Things calmed down. Wow. That's excellent. What, a, what an interesting story that is. So uh, 
the, when the war actually was done, uh, there was a moment in your life where in two years later, you, uh, your father had an opportunity to come to the United States in 47, am I correct? 46. In 46, he came, so he came here, came to the United States, brought all of you here, and you ended up going, was it Provo or, or Salt Lake City? Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. And how was that? Because as, as a Greek, I'm, I'm just assuming you probably didn't know a lot of English. So how did that all transpire to, to get you to Greece? And, I mean, well, from Greece to <clears throat> the United States. When the war was over, what the, the U.S. government did is they invited all of the American citizens to the United States. My father was the first one in line. He says, yes, I'm coming back to the United States. So he came first. Mm -hmm. And then after he came to uh, Salt Lake City, what he did, he worked at a grocery store for my uncle. Mm -hmm. And then, he, invite, then he, he invited us to come along. Mm -hmm. It was a crushing blow when I had to come. It was in January 1947. I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. And here I am. I have my good friends, which I, you're, you're, you're so attached to. Mm -hmm. And you have to say goodbye to them. Mm -hmm. It was a shock and a half. Mm -hmm. And I also had a dog, my name Joan, and the dog, uh, I really missed that dog. Wherever I went, that dog followed me. Mm -hmm. So when we got on to cross the Corinthian Gulf to go across to Andirion, what it's called, and then we take the train to go to Athens, mm -hmm. well, oh, I said, it, it must be over. I, I don't know if I can be able to handle it. But we went to Athens, and that night I started thinking about it, my friends, and I thought about going back to Naphtos. Mm. So I took off from the hotel mm -hmm. and they, I went in, in Athens. I, was, I, I thought I was going to get lost, but I was determined I was going to go back. Well, my mother and my sisters, they were searching all over for me. They finally found me. And then, of course, next day is when we departed from Piraeus and we came uh, to, headed, headed to Salt Lake State to Salt Lake. So did you did you fly or was it by boat? Did you all fly? by boat? All by boat. Did you have to enter in, Eros, uh, Ellis Island at all, or you just bypassed that? Oh, we bypassed it. Mm -hmm. The unique thing here was that <coughs> the name of the ship when my father came with was called Saturnia. It was a military school. Saturnia is a, Italian, mm -hmm. and we came on the same boat. No, now, you didn't have anything. There were no beds there. All they were the hammocks, which you have to lay there and just sleep. Uh -huh. That was it. And four of us, and four of us, we slept on the hammocks. So, you know, going back and forth and everything. My sister, and <laughs> my sisters got seasick, and uh, it, we, it was really bad. Uh, uh, we had it was bad seek uh, heading to uh, to uh, the United States. Mm -hmm. But we stopped at a couple of places. We stopped at Canary Islands, and, and then, of course, we headed and we went right straight to New York. Wow. So that's a that's big a, city. Yeah, big lights. So you 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 stopped at New York for a bit, and then you went to Salt Lake City. Am I correct? Well, no. We and we had relatives in New York, which we stayed with for a couple of days. Okay. And then we went to Chicago, and we stayed with relatives in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And then we went to to Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the sad thing about this is my sisters, myself, and my mother didn't, know, no, didn't speak a word of English. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a sad situation. And uh, we finally arrived in uh, Salt Lake City. And my, uh, <clears throat> my uncle greeted us at the, 
uh, railroad station in a 47 Packard, I'll never forget. It was a plush Sweet. car. It was just, and then he took us into, uh, he had an apartment, my dad had an apartment, we went to the apartment, and um, we stayed there, and uh, uh, now came the hard part. To learn in English. English. So my father had a private tutor, mm -hmm. I'll never forget, Miss White, mm -hmm. and took my sisters and myself, and there was uh, teaching us English. Now, of course, here was that, is January, so I, school was in session, didn't start school at all. So I had to wait until September to start in, the <laughs> in public school. So we did okay. Now the saddest part was myself was that I didn't have any friends, nobody to play with. Mm -hmm. I could not communicate. What a sad part. Mm -hmm. But I recall by the name of a guy of a person named Stuart. And he was one, I think he wanted to be in Hollywood. He was all the time, he had a sword and he put a cape on and he was always sword fighting everybody, you know, he was gonna kill everybody. <laughs> it was a great it was a great thing. I didn't want to get involved in that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was more into soccer. Mm -hmm and anything else. Mm -hmm. But that was the saddest part. And finally, I, I joined in with Stuart. We played some board games, you know, just to have a friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it, was, uh, uh, it was a hell of an adjustment that I had to make. So uh, you, you just mentioned that you liked soccer. Uh, and I know we're going to be getting into your uh, teaching and uh, your historic uh, achievements in wrestling and golf. So you always have loved sports, obviously. You went to, you went to intermediate schools, uh, you, and you, always were, you were always clinging to sports. Baseball uh, probably could have been pro, possibly. And, you, know, you played for, you, you eventually went to um, the University of Utah, am okay. I correct? And what, what gravitated you towards sports? What was it? Well, what started with me with sports, I remember being in the Boy Scouts, mm -hmm. and uh, we had a little contest about, about our troop there, and I became the, uh, the champion for the triple jump. So, and then I was involved in soccer all the time as a mm -hmm. youngster, mm -hmm. and my goals was that as a youngster when I was in soccer, was I always wanted to represent Greece in the World Cup. Wow. There were no soccer balls available, so we had to go with the kids that were a little on the wealth side and see if they would take us, but we were too small. Mm -hmm. So occasionally they would give us, let us play with the ball, mm -hmm. and we were elated, the young kids. So uh, from that point on, my competitive spirit had started to grow, mm -hmm. that I always wanted to be on the top because I achieved that one thing in track, mm -hmm. the triple jump. Mm -hmm. And soccer, as I said, I had the incentive that what I wanted to represent. Mm -hmm. So when did you go, after you finished your uh, you know, intermediate and your high school, what, how did you get into University of Utah? Did, what, how did, so we could, we could move a little bit. Sure. How did you get into University of Utah? Okay. Close by? Yeah, oh, definitely. It was mm -hmm. very close by. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing that was so hard was the education factor I have to bring in here, mm -hmm. was that when the war came in, I was kindergarten. Mm. Now, I lost five, four years because they, what they did is they put me in the fifth grade when, I, when the war was over. They elevated me. 
Now the same thing happens here in the United States. They put me in the fifth grade, and the next thing you know, they put me in the eighth grade. So I was way behind. Mm -hmm. Here I have, the, I'm deficient in English, and here I have to elevate myself to that level. Very difficult. Mm -hmm. So what I, became, uh, um, what I became interested when I was in elementary school, I was able to kick a soccer ball very high, very far and high. Mm -hmm. I was the last to be chosen <laughs> for the team. So after I, I started kicking the ball and started hitting home runs because they played that, where they roll the ball to you mm -hmm. and then you kick it. Mm -hmm. Well, then all of a sudden, yeah, we want him on our team. <laughs> 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 so, so anyway, that's, then I started, friends started to come to me. Right. And then I, from that point on, I was kind of a, treated differently. Mm -hmm. So then they introduced me to baseball. I became very interested in playing baseball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, basketball, and then I elevated myself to, uh, when I went to the uh, junior high school, I was really, really, uh, I felt, I did, skill-wise I was good, mm -hmm. but I was too small. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was the, that was the, that was the thing that would set mm -hmm. me back. But you were, you were really, really, uh, you really liked baseball too, huh? Yeah, and I, I played, I played baseball. And I used to have, I used to be a member of the Kiwanis Boys Club, mm -hmm. and the Kiwanis Boys Club there I, I could play uh, baseball, I could play uh, basketball, I could do anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was um, uh, I elevated myself the skill level, mm -hmm. and so when we got to high school, I tried out for the baseball team. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was still too small. In fact, I tried out for the football team, and they didn't have enough. The equipment was so small, the head was just spinning around my head, just like that. The <laughs> helmet. No, he said, Zach, <laughs> you, we, we can't have you. And uh, so, uh, I. Uh, that's how I elevated myself. And I played baseball the last year of uh, high school, mm -hmm. uh, and then when I got into the University of Utah. Uh, I was always interested in coaching. Mm -hmm. Coaching from the time I, uh, by the name of Chubb Utter, <coughs> he was a tremendous person mm -hmm. in my junior high school as a, as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And Keith Tolstrup, another one, he was a track coach and he won state championship. And he liked me and he and I got along very, very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I said to myself, I want to do, I want to be just like them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had it set my sight. That's what I want to do. Is I wanted to be a coach. So when you graduated um, from Utah, what 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 challenged you into coming to California? What was your degree in uh, Utah after you got that? Bachelor of Science. You were Bachelor of Science. So you were you were also you could be a, a, a science teacher, obviously, possibly. And then you came. What made you come to California and start your uh, started your career here and you, I know you were in the reserves for five years and um, you came here. What made you come to California? That's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. The last quarter of my senior year, I, I was rooming with a, a person named Don Bonvicino. Italiano. Italiano. And uh, uh, Don lived out here, lives in Hayward and he went to San Leandro High School. Interesting. And he was drafted, played center at the at the University of Utah behind Lee Groskup. 
What a name. Yeah, Lee Groskamp, which of course beats the number one draft from the New York Giants. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Don says, why don't you come with me to California? Well, it was snowing at that time in Utah. Mm -hmm. As soon as we came over the mountains into Sacramento, and it was all green, I said, ah, this is a great place. <laughs> Serious, that's how it... That's it. So we came here, mm -hmm. had a great time, and just loved it. Mm -hmm. So the next thing was that coming to California was going to be when we both got drafted. The coaches were able to postpone our draft. In fact, we, we were enrolled in the National Guard. And then they drafted us on the February, but allowed us to graduate. And so uh, we graduated. And the next thing we knew, we came out here. And uh, we were uh, stationed at Fort Ord. Mm -hmm. And then uh, from there, I went to uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So when you, well, OK, so you, you did all that. And uh, what, was, what year was that? That was 1958. When you, when you did that? When you when you were doing in reserves and all that, you hadn't taught any school at that time. None. Yet. When was your actually your first? Because I know you've you've you taught around a lot on this area, and and then you migrated to Chabot, and we'll get to that point. But where did you go from there? I mean, well, the st my coaching started at the University of Utah. Mm -hmm. And what were you coaching there? I was coaching the intramural inter intramural team. It was all athletes. Everybody had there. They were all fraternity. We used to play against all fraternities. Mm -hmm. And I used to draft. I used to uh, recruit guys like Monk Bailey. Oh, these are all great guys. Yeah, Larry Wilson. Yeah, pros. Yeah. Pros. The great, played, uh, great, great. Larry Don Bombasino. Mm -hmm. So I had all these guys, and and I would coach him because a guy the name uh, Orville Nellestein, which from Orange County, mm -hmm. told me, he says Zach, uh, this is my senior year. He says you're taking over. You're going to coach the Kitty Pussies. That was the name of the team. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. So, I like the kitty pussy. <laughs> yeah. So we beat the hell out of the fraternities in football, in basketball, <laughs> in in uh, in track, mm -hmm. and, and in softball. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what coaching. Then I went to, I did my student teaching at South High School mm -hmm. under uh, uh, Coach Knibby mm -hmm. and uh, Coach Simons Simmons, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I coached the JV baseball team. Mm -hmm. Well. Our season was short at that time, mm -hmm. and so we only went, we only played half a season. Hmm. So I was 7-0. and oh. So here I am, I was spoiled exactly where I wanted to be. So you actually were inclined, you always, then that was always somewhere in your DNA, to be a coach who you were and became who you became as years went by. So where was your first school that you actually in coached, or coach, or yeah, as a teacher? Where did you go first in East Bay? Or that's MD, where you la landed in the East Bay. M.D. Silva School. M.D. Mm -hmm. Silva Intermediate in New York. Okay. That's what I started. So I started a program, the after-school program, <coughs> combined from uh, the uh, New York uh, Recreation mm -hmm. Department mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the, the school. Mm -hmm. And so we competed against um, <coughs> Bernard Intermediate School and Horner down mm -hmm. in Fremont. And so that's how it, my, my coaching started there. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I wanted to move on. Mm -hmm. I wanted to move on. And that's when I, I took a job at, at uh, Foothill High School. Mm -hmm. It used to be the old Hayward High. Yes. Where they had the inter two schools were being built, Canyon, Canyon and Castro Valley. 
and marina in San, Le in San Leandro. Mm -hmm. And uh, two years, they were trans all the students were being transported in, and that's how I got started. They were just freshmen and sophomores then. So uh, you went to Canyon, you mentioned but just After that, I had the option to go to Canyon. So you went to Canyon, and then you became not only a teacher, but then you became a coach, and you, you were a wrestling coach, right. and had an outstanding record at Canyon. Yep, we won the, uh, at, at the highest you could go at that mm -hmm. time. In 1968, we won the state, uh, Northern California State Championship. Mm -hmm. That was that was was that your first title? Was that your first, or did you have anything before that? Uh, just uh, North Coast section, and then the, the Northern California State Championship. Mm -hmm. No, that was the, that was those the big ones. So when you when you did that, how did you get? Now that you're in here now, or, or as a legend here, you came to um, you came to Chabot College. Right. What made you come here, and what well, was it? What was the deal there? That was a, that's an interesting story <coughs> on that one, <laughs> Greg, mm -hmm. because I was going on sabbatical for in the Castro Valley after we won that. I was going on sabbatical for my doctor at the University of Utah. Mm -hmm. It was right at the tail end. Uh, it was right uh, at the end. My well, I like to say May, April, May, around that mm -hmm. those months, and I was accepted. And we were going to go up and at the University of Utah, I was going to work on my doctorate. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Bob Thompson, who's the head wrestling coach here, the great, great coach, yes. what happened, he uh, has an injury and he cannot and will not be coaching anymore. So he resigned. Mm -hmm. So he asked me, since we won the big title at that time uh, at, 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 at Canyon, he mm -hmm. says, Zach, why don't you apply for the job? He pushed me to apply for the job. In fact, he was very instrumental in me getting the position. Mm -hmm. So I applied. There were 104 applicants for it. <laughs> and at that point, at that point, and I believe this, 1969, they said, if we find a qualified minority, we're going to hire that person first. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. But I have to know because I want to know if I'm going to interview for it or not. So I interviewed for the position. They finally interviewed for the position. And then I, I was waiting because I had to make a decision. Am I going to take the sabbatical or is it possible I'm going to get this job? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a push. And finally, uh, they, they, were, they didn't find a person with a master's degree. And I was hired. One. And I'll never forget, my wife came up. I was up teaching tennis at uh, Canyon at that time during the spring and she comes up there in the roller and says, listen, I think you got the job. You got the job at Chabot. <laughs> so that's how I got the job. But Bob Thompson was. Bob Thompson, Bobby was, uh, was uh, a, a great coach, also a legend. Bobby was in, very instrumental in getting that. So you, you, did you replace him at that time? Was that, was that, that was it? And you went on to coach for how many years as a, as a wrestling coach? 14 years here at Chabot. And you're you're stellar. You were you were you. I mean, you to watch his matches. There was like you guys had like spectacular. It was spectacles in the. Tell us about how that was back then when you would when your teams would wrestle. Well, at that time it was dual meets, and for the first thing I wanted to do is make something really attractive. Mm -hmm. So I contacted the. <clears throat> uh, 
I contacted a person, there were some lights that were in the far gym, and I said, is there a possibility we can get the lights to come down in the center here? And he says, oh yeah, he says, we can do that. He says, well, okay, how can I, how can I repay you? He says, Zach, you know, my boys, you know, after work sometime, we like to have a few beers. <laughs> we'll have a few beers. Why not? Yeah, so I said, no problem. So that was the thing. So we used to have more, uh, the crowd, Greg, you can't believe the crowd we used to have. We mm. had more, more spectators than football and basketball. Mm. Filled the gym. Yeah, it was, a, it was the time, it was the era of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, um, so it was, was like the main event. But there was a lot of pressure on at, at, at me at that time because Bob Thompson, was a, he was a legend really. He mm -hmm. did a tremendous job. I used to come and watch his matches and he was outstanding. You know, he gave Chabot its first conference championship of all sports. He did it in wrestling. It was Bob. It was Bob. It was Bob, yeah, it was wow. wrestling. So uh, the first year, we didn't do very well. We, were, we went undefeated. But then the second year, I said, my goal is to elevate myself because to elevate the team to a state level. Right. And that's what we did. We went uh, the Two years later, we took third, and after that, the following year, we took five. We took second. We took first, and first we repeated back to back. Mm -hmm. So, you were you were outstanding on doing that. I'm gonna. Who was your best wrestler? Oh wow! I mean, you had many, many, but right now it has to be probably Steve Soroy. Soroy was an animal, wasn't he? He was yes. He was, uh, he was something, he was, uh, he was outstanding. What made him so unique? Yeah, uh, the versatility which he had, because he could do, his judo really made him outstanding. Mm -hmm. <coughs> he had tremendous balance, he had tremendous balance and execution, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he could do. And he had, uh, that's what made him so successful. Sambo, so, when he came very famous, Sambo, because he was, became, he was fifth in the world. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was, yeah, he a great, and, and he and he followed your footsteps too. Yes, he did. He he, he replaced me, and he's still the coach here. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting how that tracks. So there's only been three wrestling coaches in Chabot's history: Bob Thompson, myself, and Steve Soroy. I wanted to note to let everybody know that Zach's record here was 152 six and two. Try try to uh, you know think about that record uh, and think about what he has done for Chabot all these years. He is a he is cons was consumed by this college and and its tradition. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go up a little bit more. Um, then after that, you became a legend also in golf. You 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 changed the dynamic. Uh, you were really almost really the person that was even funding our a college program golf. You had some you you had state. You had two runner ups. You won, I forget how many titles, uh, coast titles, and, um, but 2020. And you, you followed um, another great man, Yarborough. Jay Yarborough, what a legend. Mm -hmm. And you made it so outstanding. You, you actually were the person that actually um, started our Hall of Fame. This, this man right here, I, I want people to know that this man here, and I've known him for over 30 years, this man here has created so much goodwill at Chabot, and sometimes he's not recognized. I want people to know that this man that I'm interviewing right now, 
is one of the greatest men I've ever met. He's like, he's a family member to me. He is, he is out, one of the most outstanding things. He's documented things. He's won so many awards. You just tell the big one that you just won just recently. And then I want to talk about something that your beautiful sister did. Well, the big one, <coughs> uh, I, I am going to be inducted into the California Athletic Hall of Fame this year. Mm -hmm. And that's the big one. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, it's numerous Athletic Hall of Fames I've been in. Mm -hmm. in. But Greg, the, the honor was for me uh, in, in coaching was that when I reached the top is to stay there. You did. And that's what I wanted to do. And we won the state championship. We won six state championships in wrestling. And then we won in golf. We won one in golf. Mm -hmm. And that was, the, that was the key thing for me, to stay up there. And that's what, we, uh, what I enjoy doing more than anything else. You know, and, and you've, you've, you emphasize excellence. You always have. No matter if you are a coach or a person about uh, just as a, a United States citizen, uh, you you uh, you're exemplary to what discipline is, what hard work can deliver. You're a sound individual citizen, uh, and you're just you're just wonderful. You're a wonderful, great man. I also know that you're very proud of your sister. Um, letters to a Greek goddess. Uh, you are the one I love the most. Can you talk about this? Because I know you've talked yeah. and you've <coughs> talked about your sister a lot. Uh, this, uh, my sister, um, she, she kept the letters of a person that was really in love with her. But uh, what he said, when she was 16 years old, this man fell in love with her and uh, kept writing. He was um, a geophysicist, so he traveled all over the world mm -hmm. and he kept writing these love letters and he wanted to marry my sister. And my sister wanted to marry him also, but the, the thing, there was a conflict, there was a religious conflict. Okay. My sister was Greek Orthodox and he was a Muslim and that was what the big, the big they, they were not. There was know, a division. That was that division. Mm. So they decided not to. Mm -hmm. But the letters, the letters which he wrote, mm -hmm. I mean, are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. any, any person that reads this, reads the letters, mm -hmm. you're going to find out that they, you could use some of these words which he wrote mm -hmm. in, in writing. So yeah, this, so this is, uh, is in uh, Amazon.com. Uh, Letters to the Greek Goddess, and uh, it can be purchased there. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So, Zach, thank you. I know we could have gone on and on. We only have certain uh, limits on our. I, I want to tell you, man. Uh, for me personally, who knows you and has inner worked with you and did some great things. You you helped my son to be one of the top golfers on on your runner-up team. You are truly a legend to me, and I just wish that Chabot College would even more, because you're the one that established the Hall of Fame, would understand how big of, of energy that you put into this school. Um, I hope that one day that that does come to fruition because um, you mean a lot to me, you mean a lot to all your, I've talked to a lot of your sports guys that you made as good men and man, I'm just glad I could say that you're my friend you know, my mentor in so many different ways, but God bless you. Greg, thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having you. Thank so you, man. Fantastic and thing what you're doing. Thank you. And we're going to look right in here right now, Zach. And if you know, if you want to say hi to Gina, it's okay. No. <laughs> okay. But I'd like to thank everybody that watches Harmonics. 
I am able to interview some great people like the legendary Zach Papachristus, who is a legend. Uh, look him up sometime. He's, he's, con he's, he could, he's a very great conversationalist. He will, he will help you with anything that you need, but this man is truly a legend of Chabot Las Positas College. And I'd like to thank everybody for watching us. God bless you, and as usual, peace and love. Peace.